Richard Lloyd-Jones, and welcome to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. In the early 1900s, a well-known Serbian inventor turned American embarked on the project of his lifetime, the wireless transmission of electromagnetic and high-frequency waves. To fund his ambitious project, he turned to the foremost financial wizard of his day, J.P. Morgan. The inventor was the great Nikola Tesla, whose work in the transmission of electricity and the AC motor was among the most important scientific work ever. And Morgan had a keen eye for a good investment. But wireless transmission of energy? Nah, he couldn't charge for that and pulled the plug on Tesla's funding. It's been a similar story ever since. A promising and sustainable alternative to oil and gas gains some headway, and suddenly the lab is burned down, or the scientist dies in a strange accident, or the media ridicules him. And we're forced to continue with the destructive technology controlled by the sick powerful. It's a pattern that needs to come to an end. The new world of free energy, today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Sterling Allen, one of the world authorities on free energy and uh, more exotic energy projects, too, is my special guest today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We're broadcasting on the Stop Radio Network, which you can access through iTunes. We're in the News Talk radio section there. Or check out our player at stopradio.org. And if you want to take us with you, the free TuneIn app is downloadable to your smartphone. We're one of the many radio stations available there, so take us along with you that way, if you like. I alluded to the cover-up that's happening, certainly over the past century, in relation to potentially groundbreaking technologies. And I know this wanders into the territory of conspiracy theory. And the moment we set out there, (laughs) I know what people can think. It's one of the accomplishments of the power structure, actually, to get anything that could shine the light on their control ridiculed and labeling any breather of conspiracy or even the hint of such as a wingnut is one of their primary techniques. But look, there is colossal money behind big pharma and big oil and the military-industrial complex and banking, oh my God, banking, that there's a lot of pressure brought to bear to keep the truth of those nefarious industries quiet. So I have no problem believing that a planned and coordinated reaction occurs whenever someone looks close to exposing them or rendering them obsolete with new discoveries. And our topic area today, free or alternative energy, is particularly ripe for muffling. Still, and notwithstanding the deafening silence that serves as the wet blanket, it's an extremely vibrant and creative area, and I want to bring you some updates from the field today. But you know, there's an even bigger sabotage of truth, and that is the almost complete and total blackout of Norberto Kepi's work. Man, this guy has hundreds of TV shows, dozens of books, and they are all at the highest level of human knowledge available today. It's why I began this program, actually, hoping to have some impact in the world's most popular language. But still, there's this great silence about Kepi's important work that gives us the tools to resolve our societal problems. Yeah, I I know that sounds grandiose, and I don't expect that alone to convince you. But there should at least be the opportunity to discuss and consider his ideas, and that just isn't happening today. So it's up to us to do that. 
Maybe this will begin to shift a little after the impact of the visit of my current guest today hits the free energy crowd. Sterling Allen from Free Energy News up next when Thinking with Somebody Else's Head continues. Essential listening for activists, leaders of the 99%, and change agents worldwide. This is the Stop Radio Network. This is Susan Berkeley, host of The Conscious Company on the Stop Radio Network. Have you ever thought about starting your own business? If so, congratulations. It's exciting, it's challenging, it's liberating, and I believe ethically run, service-oriented small businesses, conscious companies as I call them, have the power to save our countries no matter where you live. But it isn't easy to go it alone. Over 20 years ago, Norberto Kepi pioneered the trilogical business model, and businesses who followed his leadership are thriving today. These days, there's mentoring, training programs, and resources to help you form employee-owned trilogical businesses, including the possibility of coming to Brazil for training and apprenticeship. For more information on this cutting-edge business model, visit www.healingthroughconsciousness.com and contact Rich Jones at jones at stop.org.br. Learn the truth about energy and matter. Dr. Kepi's revolutionary book, The New Physics, is available in the bookstore at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. From the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil, this is the Stop Radio Network. Special guest on our program today, and this is very exciting for me. I talk a lot here with Claudia Pacheco, and Cesar Sauce has been one of our regular contributors, but uh, to have a new context of ours is uh, very exciting for me. Sterling Allen is with me from Pure Energy Systems Network, his website, PESN.com. Is that the best website to get uh, you at? Free Energy News uh, is the, goes to PESWiki.com, which is our news and directory service. Uh, PESN is specifically our stories, the things that we cover, whereas uh, PESWiki is our news, our directory, it's and it's an exhaustive resource. So yeah. freeenergynews.com is probably the best. Okay, so freeenergynews.com. And let me tell you, you go to this website and you're going to be there for a long time because there's a lot of information on there. So welcome to the show. Great Thank to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be here, Richard. Great to have you in Brazil, too. Uh, you've been reporting on alternative energy developments for some time now. And, you know, of, of all the alternative... Uh, areas that we see in the world today. There's alternative economic proposals, alternative uh, environmental solutions, human rights needs that are being addressed, conspiracy theorists. All of this is out there. And uh, your site's like a worldwide resource for free energy. And I wanted to ask you first, why this narrow focus? What got you thinking at the, in that little niche of free energy? What got you so interested in that that you spend these colossal hours and time putting this together. Before I was involved in this, I was involved in uh, religio-political, talking about conspiracies, and basically helping people understand what a dire situation we're in worldwide. Kind of the need to hunker down, build your bomb shelter, get ready for the end of the world before a new world emerges on the the back end of tribulation. That was kind of the, the world view. And I came across this free energy concept and put up a page about it on our website, and about a week later, a guy with a magnet motor contacted me, told me about his magnet motor. We got really excited about that. It's like the wild, wild west. 
in its stage of development because you don't have the academics involved. The academics won't touch this because it's like academic suicide to say cold fusion with a straight face. Even though there have been thousands of replications of the phenomena of one sort or another, and there are a good dozen companies that are taking these things presently, working devices in process of taking them to market. And yet in the academic world, it's still junk science. And so as I I shifted my emphasis from hunker down to let's bring in some solutions to prevent the falling apart of society. It felt so much more uh, good to my soul to be part of a solution um, as opposed to uh, part of a warning about the dangers that we're facing. Free energy, alternative energy, this area is not something that we – uh, we here in our group in, in Analytical Trilogy with Dr. Kepi's work, we're quite aware of this because of the Kepi motor, which I'm going to get you to talk about in a minute. But we, So we have some knowledge of this, but this is not an area that in Brazil particularly and maybe other areas of the world we're, we're focused very much on. We don't hear governments talking much about this. What is this area of free energy, alternative energy? Give us an overview. Sure. When I say free energy, I'm not talking about lifting yourself up by your own bootstraps, which is the way academia and the mainstream looks at it. That's kind of the, the, the way it's been defined. I refer to free energy as those sources that nature gives to us free for the taking. Solar is free energy. Wind is free energy. Geothermal is free energy. Um, I'm going to be pr- producing on our website in a few days a compilation that I've done of this almost 11 years that I've been at this, where I have been chronicling and documenting and and indexing and and, uh, partitioning these things into their subcategories. There are 24 genres of conventional free energy that academia won't have any problem with. 24. They won't have any problem with, you know, ocean currents, obvious, tides, biofuels, um, waste to energy. These are modalities, entire modalities, 24. Wow. Okay. And of course, we've all heard about solar, but but every one of them, for the most part, actually, I can't think of any exceptions, are more expensive by quite a bit than conventional grid-based power that's based on coal, natural gas, um, nuclear, which are polluting technologies that destroy the earth. They're clean technologies, but they're not affordable. On the, I call it exotic free energy technologies that are outside the box that academia would raise their eyebrows or say, heresy, get out of here. Don't even waste my time. Run for the hills, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) 24. Good heavens. There are 24 there too. So 48 in total. Yeah. We could call free or... Is it, what's the difference between free energy and sustainable energy? Is this a, For me, it's the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Free energy is just the way of, of describing the fact that nature gives it to us for free. Right. The devices are not free, and, and the idea is to come up with a device that is affordable, reliable, um, you know, that, that is some, it's practical. And, of course, up to this point, the conventional ones have been in that genre, but, but not really affordable. The free energy of the exotic sort, these are going to be aff- not only affordable, but even cheaper than grid-based power. Yeah. Some of them like as much as a tenth of what you pay for your electricity. And when these things come forth, not only will people want to uh, assimilate it because it's clean and we're not damaging the planet, 
But it's going to make economic sense. There was, there's not going to be anyone who's not going to want one. It's a no-brainer. Is that one of the reasons why it's, it's resisted by the scientific? Absolutely. Not necessarily the scientific community. The because technological. The, right. the scientific community is, is very much in their left brain. They're not really, you know, spiritually inclined. For the mo- not, not that they're not spiritual at all, but, but they're in their left brain. Where the culprits are the, the vested interests, the, the powers that be who control the world through oil, through, through um, you know, the, the, petro, the dollar is based on oil. It's a petrodollar. And so today's society and wealth and the uh, waste that we do is all oil and the, you know, energy driven. And the new economy also is going to be energy driven, but it's going to be free energy and it's going to be distributed rather than having a central authority that wants to control everyone and, and get us to think their way and to act their way so that they have this control complex. It's going to a distributed where we take responsibility for ourselves. We have a device in our house that powers our house that never has to be plugged in. Yeah. doesn't have to be refueled. It works 24-7. It's cheaper than the grid. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's an easy decision. You have something that's in your car that you don't have to stop for fuel except maybe once in a while a pit stop to, to get some snacks and take a pee and, you know. This is this is the world of the future. We can have flying vehicles so that we can – and even anti-gravity technology is one of the things that's been suppressed because it's liberating because yeah. they want it for themselves. These A lot of these UFOs that are flying around are of Earth origin. And so the, anyway, the powers that be have been suppressing the, the anti-gravity technologies, the free energy technologies. That They've got a lot of these different genres as well. I, I would guess that they've got at least 10 fully developed – that they're powering their their anti-gravity craft that they're flying around and spying on us with or whatever they're doing up there using our money and not giving us anything for it. I think of it this way. It's like uh, the the tribal societies had a a basis for their civilization. The Plains Indians were based around the buffalo, the migration of the buffalo, and this was the source of of everything in their society. And we've become like that with oil. The difference being oil, not just oil, but oil, electricity, these kinds of electrical grids, the difference being that those are controlled. Those are not like a natural consequence of the natural uh, society that we live in. That's been controlled and dominated, particularly by banks for and by very, very powerful people for the last 150 years. It's a very serious problem that you're, you're raising now, why they won't release some of this technology. What is the kind of technology, the, the most sort of applicable tra- technology right now that we could apply right now in our society that's being hidden and, and kept out by these, these powerful people? Unfortunately, right now, there's not a device that you can go out and buy of the exotic sort, but they are getting close. And as I have um, kind of transformed in my coverage of this exotic free energy sector, at first we were kind of covering all things renewable energy, as you as you worded it. We would covered solar, wind, geothermal, tide, and we created this wide database of, of clean energy technologies. But I realized that our forte is in helping the suppress, the ostracize, the freeze, the marginalized technologies, because I'm a maverick. I relate to mavericks. And whereas they don't get support from academia, they don't get support from mainstream entrepreneurs and and scientists and business people, they get marginalized. So in the last few years, we have shifted our focus to the exotics, and I've come up with a top five listing. So if you go to top5energy.com, it's a shortcut domain name to get to our Pez Wiki page where we list 
the technologies that are closest to market, that are the most promising, that have the best teams behind them, that are most likely to show up where you can buy them the soonest. And if I had my way, you know, 11 years, almost 11 years ago when I got started in this, we were a few months away from that. And we're still a few months away, yeah. you know, th- this yeah. many years later. Yeah. But uh, but there are some really remarkable things out there. Cold fusion is near the top of the list, as I mentioned already. The thing at the top of the list is actually one that the Kepi motor falls into as a classification. I call it the self-looped motor generator system. And what this is, is when you first hear this description, um, you're going to want to throw some tomatoes at me because like, come on, give me a break. Self-looped, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Picture in your mind a 1.5 kilowatt motor turning a 7.5 kilowatt generator that loops back to power the 1.5 kilowatt motor and has 7.5 kilowatts of energy left over for your load. And you bring this up to speed with a starter motor, and it keeps running. And it's like, oh, come on. Give, oh. This is yeah. lifting yourself up by your own bootstraps. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. Anytime there's a free energy claim, I, I personally do not ascribe to an energy from nothing uh, scenario. Energy comes from somewhere. It's transformed from one source to another. You see a creek running down the hill behind your house. You put a little turbine in there, and you've got free energy. That's one of the modalities. Um, that's an obvious one. Wind is an obvious one. We can see it. We can feel it. Solar is obvious. Just because these other modalities can't be seen doesn't mean they're not there. You've got a cell phone that you use all the time. You don't see where the signals are coming from, and you you don't really understand how the battery is working, but you use it, and it's very practical. And these devices are the same way. Just to explain from a scientific point of view what might be happening here is that the motor and the generator have a phase angle shift in them. Uh, The way that they're connected is a little tricky, um, you, it, these are off-the-shelf motors that we're talking, motor and generators that we're talking about. There's a phase angle thing that goes on, and in the, there's a, a beating effect with the environment, B-E-A-D-I-N-G, beating, uh, where you get this harmonic effect going on, bringing energy in from the surroundings, whether it's electrostatic, electromagnetic, something that we don't fully understand yet is showing up to help that generator work. And when I was telling this to Cesar, um, who's involved in the Kepi motor, he, he was the primary brains behind turning uh, Dr. Kepi's concepts into a practical device on, on an energy level. Um, when I was telling this to him, you could just see the bells, the ding, 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 in his, not, not the, the red, red lights, the, the, the lights yeah. were going on in his head. Insights. He was figuring, he, he could see exactly how he could do this with the Kepi motor Very so that you have a motor on the one hand and it also can serve as a generator. Um, most motors on the planet, including the Kepi motor, are both motors and generators. If you spin them with your hand, they turn into a generator. If you put electrical current in, they're a motor. Um, And so you would have one that would serve as a motor, one that would serve as a generator, and then you do this phase angle shifting, and voila, this free energy is showing up. Let's come back to talk about Kepi Motor more, because I I really want to do that. And your your insight is interesting. This is the the thing of resonance, I think, that would be how we talk about that in Kepi's mind. We're back in just a moment on our program. The program is thinking with somebody else's head. We are on the Stop Radio Network, and we're back in just a moment. 
With listeners in more than 100 countries, you're listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head, our signature program on the Stop Radio Network. You're listening to the Stop Radio Network from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our programs are based on the landmark science of Dr. Norberto Kepi, and there are many exciting applications of his work occurring in Brazil and numerous other locations around the world. This includes language classes, translation services, psychology sessions by phone or Skype, and the new energy solutions proposed by the Kepi Motor. Kepi's expansive science is outlined in his many books and TV programs, all available through our site at stop.org.br. Now, back to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. Back to Sterling Allen on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. Uh, Sterling, I really want to get your impression of the Kepi Motor first. You were talking at the end of our first segment there just a little bit about some concept I think we would call like resonance somehow these the the motor and generator and what I understand of the Kepi motors it enters into resonance somehow with this essential energy field was first proposed maybe by Tesla Kepi has certainly proposed that Dr. Kepi that there is this essential energy field that is available to be captured when when you talk about free energy <laughs> that's that's the biggest source of free energy that probably exists. Your impressions of the Kepi motor, you've been down here for a week. What's uh, What's been your experience? What's happened with you here? For me, I'm more impressed with the people than I am with the technology, and I'm impressed with the technology. There's obviously something that works here. The, the disinverted physics and the pathologies and looking at what's the, how the pathologies disable us as human beings and as cultures. And by addressing those and, and identifying them and working through them, you're able to become much more functional as a human being. Well, they've applied these principles of the trilogy concept uh, and just to use that word as a as a catch all phrase for the the Kepian concept, um, Cesar basically with with Dr. Kepi's input uh, created this motor that embodies these principles. And uh, I've looked at the data, I've looked at the machines, I've I've seen the measurements, I've seen the finished units, I've seen the assembly line where they're making these things. We did a documentary film, shot a documentary film. Uh, yesterday and the day before, up there talking about how you make one of these things so that we can, you know, they, they can take this technology to anywhere in the world and and start up something similar to this, a, a local factory, not factory in terms of, of the sweatshop where you plug in in, in the morning at 9 o'clock and then 5 o'clock you go, or, or at, at 11 o'clock at night after putting in an 18-hour day, getting 10 cents an hour in China or wherever these sweatshops are, are, you know, this is a different paradigm. These are people who love working with each other, and when they go home they're they're in the community together they're they're sharing their laundry assignments and they're they're cooking and and then they're enjoying their conversations together it's a commune approach to business and it's really amazing to see the the love and the the affection that they have for the work and for each other and the thing that's really interesting, too, about this technology is because it's based on spiritual principles, it actually is not polluting. It is the opposite. This device, I haven't documented this myself. I'm just, this is what I'm being told. Yeah. Uh, the stories that I've heard from many different people who have witnessed these kinds of things. This motor actually emanates healthy um, things into the environment, both electromagnetic, ozone. Most motors, when you turn them on, are running hot. They use wood as a substrate and plastic that should melt on a normal motor, but they don't because this thing's running 
at room temperature, essentially, just a little bit. It is slightly elevated above room temperature. You yes. can touch this thing. It doesn't. It's not uncomfortable at all to no. touch it. When it's been running for days, it's, it, it's just barely above room temperature. And so this thing is uh, the, the vibrations that are coming from this thing have healed people, have, uh, you know, a, a cat that re- normally runs away from a fan, they don't like the fan, will come up and sit at the base of this Kepi motor fan and, and enjoy the, the ambiance. Um, there's something really unusual going on here. And so this is a technology I can get excited about getting behind and supporting and, and promoting. There are some key things that are going on here that are good fruit. And you judge a tree by its fruit, there's some good fruit coming from this tree. We do this radio program. We've done this radio program for six years. And, uh, you know, I get letters from people saying, but what about this? How about that? That's fine. There's nobody. This is not indoctrination. This is trying to bring a consciousness about uh, a metaphysics that's been forgotten in our world. And this is the, the area people get hung up on. We're so locked in now, Sterling, to um, this inverted metaphysics that things come from what you see, what you can measure. And uh, Dr. Kepi's metaphysics is trying to link us again with a more universal concept. And this causes perturbances in the brain because it's not it's different from what we normally hear so you know stay be loose with that that's totally cool but i am interested in the uh, societal aspect that you see with the kepi motor your impressions of that because here we are living together working together trying to do all these things with language schools and translation companies and kepi motors and a hotel and a psychoanalysis clinic and books and TV shows. And it's a full society. And this society is impressive. It is, absolutely. And I would say that on this trip, as I have been interacting with the people, there have been probably a good eight times when I have been close to tears. I am so moved by what I see. Yeah, That doesn't happen to me as no. I'm going around the world visiting these other technologies. I'm in my left brain, sometimes in the right brain, but this is this is an experience. What is it? What is it touching you? What is the experience you're having? Talk about that a bit. The goodness that I see, you know, it, it, for me, having an interview with um, Gilbert, as he described, and he took me on a tour of the hotel. I had We had a camera running. Will was running the camera. And uh, he just took me through the, the building, what they've done, and how they're, they're having classes, and how this was a building that was dilapidated, that was no one wanted. No, it was abandoned. And uh, it was falling apart, and you guys went in there and just took this on as a love mission, and you transformed this building and the community around it. You had a community that was also falling apart. They begged you to stay. You were there at a a restaurant, and they saw something in you that said, they wept. They said, would you please stay here? And you did. And you bought the hotel. You have now built a manufacturing facility for these Kepi Motors, and you're involving the locals in in their employment, and you have the the housekeepers coming in, and you have the – you're you're building bricks. You're you're doing a permaculture community. This is – this is phenomenal, and that you've been able. I, I'm involved in an intentional community project in Utah. 
Um, we've got 90 acres trying to build a community that can work together, get ready for end times, things falling apart. Terrific. And, and, and pioneering some of these earth-friendly building technologies. Uh, you know, I know how hard it is to get a community to work together and to get off the ground. There's a lot of birthing pains that are involved. Some of you have been at this 40 years, some 30, some 20, some 10. People are coming in from all over the world. Not that everyone this this is this isn't this isn't about coming to Brazil and being part of the Kepi group. This is something that's being modeled here that can be emulated elsewhere. Exactly. I could do what you're doing here if I implemented the principles and birth a business that's based on community and and pride in workmanship again, rather than buying these things from China for twenty dollars these fans for twenty dollars in, in Walmart or whatever your local market is that lasts for a a few months and then you throw them away. Well, it's just $20. I'll go buy another one. And it goes in the trash and it adds to the pollution of the planet. This is about, you know, building things that will last that you like to look at that have that, that workmanship pride in them where you you like to look at it and it, it makes you feel good to look at it and it and it has healthful benefits what technology nowadays does that our cell phones four billion cell phones on the planet are messing up the navigation system of the birds and the migratory butterflies they're going extinct killing well, the bees or, yeah yeah and, and so this is an amazing phenomena, the, the technology and the group around it. And and so even though I don't agree with all the doctrinal points that, that are behind the philosophy, there's some really good stuff here. And so I would just say, you know, get involved if you feel inclined. And, and I hope that there are people, people around the world who listen to this program who say, I can do this. Yeah. And uh, look, there's lots of resources for you. I mean, th- this is not something there's books around. There's lots of TV shows. We have websites our Healing Through Consciousness website, which Will Lajeunesse has really been working on a lot, has a lot of resources for you to, to, to find out more. That's really fantastic. So, because you were talking about the, the principle, you know, there's a couple of principles that are essential. One, the idea of good action, doing something good. But good, not in terms of my opinion about good, but good in terms of what really is good. So good, that's a metaphysical question. So you have to mm-hmm. consider then, what, what does it mean to be good? What does that mean? This is a... It takes some reflection, and that that's very important. But the other thing is that we have to learn to deal with the problems that come up. Because, you know, whenever you're getting together in community, you've got power, <laughs> and you have these fights for power, and this destroys communes. I've seen this destroy natural grocery store environments because people are fighting for power. They're fighting for their little how do you how do you deal with that in the world? This is something that Dr. Kepi has explored extensively. The pathology of power is something we have to understand because we are under the control of these power structures. Most of us, because we don't even play the game. We just check out. We don't know. But there are people playing the game, and they are controlling. If we don't understand that, we are vulnerable to exploitation by them without even perceiving it. And this is what you're seeing in action, I think, Sturting. You're seeing the the ability to deal with those issues that's very difficult to find outside. And so when you talk about this, I, I get inspired. I get excited. And uh, you're going to take back some of this technology of the Kepi motor, the news about the Kepi motor. What are you going to tell people? Well, what I've been saying in, in this show so far, and at yeah. the end of our filming yesterday, they they gifted me with one of the fans that I get to take back with me. So I'm part of the fan club. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Very nice. Your idea about the change and transformation that's going to happen, that has to happen, or we destroy the planet. How do you see that? What do you see for the future of our planet? 
what I see is a metamorphosis of the people, kind of like the Thrive documentary, Foster Gamble's um, excellent uh, documentary, where people are going to wake up to their own innate uh, goodness, so to speak, to their ability to tap into a higher power and to not be not be following the doctor, following the politician, following somebody else, some some religious guru, they're going to think for themselves. They're going to act, take responsibility for themselves. And that doesn't mean that they become an island. It first comes independence, and then you can be functionally interdependent because you're able to, as a rich person, individual rich meaning um not from a financial point of view but from the deep point of view um you're able to interact in a productive manner i i do see from a prophetic point of view that we have a choice to make prophecies are not set in stone the the biblical prophecies and other prophecies are kind of worst case and various case scenarios. Here's one probable future. Here's another one. Which one are you going to choose? And the extent that we fall into the pit, so to speak, the extent that we hit the wall before we wake up as our our addicted behaviors kind of come to the the nth degree, are we going to wake up before we hit the wall um, and and, and, uh, come to so that we we still have the infrastructure that we can use to help deploy these things in a much more rapid manner. If we hit the wall all the way, we lose a job, we lose a wife, we lose a house, uh, and, and our infrastructure is shot, it's going to be uh, a couple of decades before we can recover. If we recover. Yeah. So you go to the bottom, sometimes you don't come back. You know? it's, yeah. it's not a guarantee that you go down to the bottom and you automatically come back, so we do have some decisions. What's the best website for people to check out with you, uh, your great work, Sterling? Freeenergynews.com. Hope for the future. Maybe that's in somewhat short supply these days. I don't mean the think positive, let a smile be your umbrella kind of mask that we often adopt to keep up the image, but the real hope that comes from knowing that there is treatment available for our symptoms. Sterling Allen saw that immediately in our Trilogical Society. I'll look at our societal setup in more detail on our next Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Meanwhile, check out Sterling's site for all his impressions of his time in Brazil, freeenergynews.com. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head.